hello hello welcome to another episode of the overcomers club it's a show about how me and my mom we share our life story and things that we have been able to overcome um we are going to basically just to give you some idea of the format of our show it'll be me my mom we're going to be talking about our life stories man we've overcome so many things and it's not even funny uh, we're going to be talking today about holiday triggers, something that a lot of us experience. So do me a favor, share this out, share this out. Let's tell your friends, ping your, ping your buddies, give us a follow because we're going to be getting into this very deep topic. Um, I want to welcome to the stage my mom, Kathy Art Peters. She is my lovely mom and also she has a degree in psychology she's very knowledgeable when it comes to a lot of these things and so it's really sharing the perspective of what we have been able to overcome uh, we created this show um, called the overcomers club and it all has to do with um, um we all stem from the scripture and the bible talks about in revelation 12 and 11 that we overcome by the blood of, of the lamb and the word of our testimony and so we hope that somebody's encouraged today we hope that other people, um, you know, that people are actually able to glean something from this today. And we are excited to bring this because we know that the holiday season has officially started. It's November. And for a lot of people, that does not mean <laughs> that it's always the best time of the year. So, Mom, did you want to go ahead and say anything to the people about this topic? Because it's going to get it's going to get real. <laughs> Hello, Maya, and hello, everyone. Uh, yes, um, I'm actually pretty excited that we're doing this topic um, because, like you just said, um, we recognize that so many people deal with the holiday season in different ways. You know, mm -hmm. uh, everyone doesn't have the Hallmark story, you know, that we see on TV, right? And so um, it's nice, I think, to have a place where we can openly talk about um, the reality of what the holiday season does bring to some people and just excited that uh, I'm doing it with you oh me too I mean it's always a blessing like guys you can go back and watch listen to um, our other talks it was either the testimony show and then we now coined it the overcomers club and you could see that me and my mom have been through a lot of different things and so we were thinking about this topic of the holidays right and just like she said, a lot of people, especially in America, in the westernized world, the holiday season is a big season. We grow up watching like Hallmark and all these like beautiful things that are supposed to happen during this time. It's supposed to be a time of family, of giving, of love. I mean, honestly, all year should be like that, but it's supposed to, it's commercialized in that way that this is a time, the season for giving and love and all these different things but the reality is a lot of people they just don't resonate with that they don't have those experiences it's not a hallmark show and that and it's just unfortunate because we it's something that a lot of us don't talk about so our whole aim here is to be able to help as many people as we can um as things go along like sometimes we already know that there's going to be times that we're going to be able to have a full room but sometimes what we want to be able to just make sure we help one person at least because there are people that when the holidays come they get super depressed 
it can be one of the most depressing times of the year very anxious um and so mom i want to ask you a question what have your what is your experience about having holiday triggers i feel like you can definitely start we can start with you first because i know that you have been telling me and you got so many stories so i'm ready for you to start sharing some with me and the rest of us of just this entire experience of you being triggered during the holiday well i'd be happy to um I'm going to actually go from childhood because I think it will give context for how I experienced it later in adulthood. So for me, when I think about holidays growing up, um, it was just my father, my mother, and I have one older sister, five five years older than I, and your Aunt Nisi. And so small family. And to be honest with you, when I think about holiday season, you know, specifically looking at Thanksgiving and recognizing Christmas and whatnot, um, it was pretty quiet around the home. I mean, I, I remember um, wasn't a whole lot of fanfare about the holidays per se. Um, we, we did have uh, opportunities where we joined with um, my mother's sister who was living in Colorado as we were at the time. And so we, our holidays extended pretty much from the four of us to occasionally to my aunt and uncle's home. And then when she had, and then my, our younger cousins. So, it, you know, there were never really large gatherings. Um, so I was used to holidays, just been kind of quiet. I remember, you know, like a lot of young people going through public school excited because I wasn't I didn't have to go to school for a week or you know two weeks whatever the case would be and uh, spending time with my sister and we would go shopping you know so it was pretty pretty laid back for me growing up um, and so later on you fast fast forward and um, once I I married your father um, the holidays took on a whole different twist. And it's kind of one of those things, you know, that I don't, <laughs> you know, when you quote unquote marry into a family, there's so many components that you don't even think about, but you really have to think about your marrying into the traditions of that family, whatever, however they celebrate holidays or how they look at holidays is pretty much, you know, what you're going to experience. So, um, their holidays were totally different than what I was used to as far as celebrating. Um, you know, larger group, nothing wrong with that. Um, but when we're talking about triggers, um, they started because, for one, um, it ended up being a very stressful Thanksgiving in particular. Um, ended up being so incredibly stressful because of the expectation um from your father for it to be a certain way and so it pretty much centered around the infamous thanksgiving dressing and he um had a way that he would use the dress and being and that's understandable i had a way that i would use the dress and being made because you know my mother made dress in a certain way his mother made a dress in a certain way and so you come together, you're like, okay, well, let's see how we can make the dressing. So when I made the dressing, it was not to his liking. Um, very derogatory, very critical, you know, 
then it was you'd ask me to ask my mom how to make the dress and so trying to do you know what I thought I needed to do to make it be quote-unquote enjoyable experience um I went through asking her and um you know and ooh, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So that, you know, so that was kind of more or less like, almost like, you know, you don't know how to make dressing, you know. And and so really it turned into literally, well, I'll just make the dressing because I know how to make it. So initially, you know, I'm just so crushed because, you know, I have quote unquote failed to make this wonderful Thanksgiving dressing recipe. Um, and, uh, and over the years, it just got to be where I just said, you know, okay, well, if you're going to make it, make it. <laughs> because um, it just was so incredibly stressful. And it was against everything that the season is supposed to be about, right? You're talking about Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, I grew up, honestly, with Thanksgiving about being thankful, you know, being thankful for family, being thankful. That's what I was taught, you know, to be thankful. And so when it turned into this you know this really big serious issue behind uh the dressing recipe it just was very daunting to me that it made that much of a difference um so that's just one of one of the ways in which you know i was triggered i I was um teaching at the time and so you know, I'm like any other teacher in America ready for Thanksgiving break. I was thinking, looking forward to relaxing, having my mm-hmm. week off. And it could never seem to happen in that way. Because again, number one, you know, I couldn't cook the dressing recipe correctly. And then number two, it was looked upon by him that I just was, you know, being lazy. I should have been doing something. You know, we got to get ready. <laughs> I mean, you know, Thanksgiving is on Thursday, right? And so mm-hmm. here it is, like Monday, you know. And he's like, "You haven't gone shopping yet?" Like, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking I have a couple days before, you know, I have to go shopping for Thanksgiving dinner, you know. So it really just turned into, unfortunate, very unpleasant week for the most part for me because I wasn't able to really relax the way that I wanted to, and then it was this contrast between, which I'm sure so many of you can relate to, doing two different. Thanksgiving celebrations on Thanksgiving and so then it turned you know we would spend time with you know your grandparents my father and mother you know which was just as you recall just kind of quiet kind of sat there in a talked a little bit and then we would race you know (laughs) race uh 30 miles away to to the other Thanksgiving and it was just like night and day so (laughs) so So when we talk about triggers, um, I honestly was triggered from the time Monday prior to Thanksgiving came. I was pretty much triggered the whole week because I already anticipated there was probably going to be some type of argument or some type of derogatory comment or some type of expectation that I was not going to reach either by him or by someone in his family. So um, that's that's prior to even getting there. So we'll just start with that trigger. This Ooh. is where we even get to Thanksgiving Day. We're not even talking about Thanksgiving I know. We're talking about <laughs> prior to. <laughs> so um, so we'll, we'll start from there as far as triggers go. And then um, 
you can kind of take it from there from your point of view as far as what you recall you know it's it's so funny that's why i'm so glad god is god has us doing these talks mom because it's stuff like this i never really knew growing up so that's why i was like oh maybe Mom's gonna tell me something different that i never have and you did because like you know as a kid you don't really know a lot of you know, you don't really understand uh, the dynamics of a lot of the things your parents do until you get older, right? And so when you become an adult, you start to see things totally different. Why mom did that? Why dad did that? And so like, for those of you that don't know that just joining us, like my dad was a very verbally, psychologically abusive person and also physically abusive to me in different um, stages of my life. And my mom and I, we're doing this with that, with during the same time period uh we're living in these situations my dad was very critical like he he just was such a perfectionist person but he was in himself had a lot of um inadequacies in the way he perceived himself i could tell just on how he acted like he always demanded perfection amongst everyone around him but he could not deliver that himself it was just those like crazy paradigms and so like when it comes to the idea of like the holiday season and stuff like like the things that I really remember was like I was so into like the idea of like he said going home and getting a break like really getting a break resting chilling like like just relaxing and the craziest thing is that like as a kid me and my siblings we basically like our holiday season was great but it always started to turn sour like she said when we want to go to visit my dad's side of family and it was always during like it was always during thanksgiving i don't know what it is about that time period and i think it's just that so when we talk about the idea of like overcoming holiday triggers right we're looking at that if you don't necessarily have a hallmark moment during these times and seasons, um, it can be very scarring to you and how you, you know, you can become triggered by the holidays because we're just sharing our experiences and we're, we haven't gotten to the goods yet because it's that's things that we have been able to overcome and deal with. I mean, but we have to look at, you know, the facts in real life. Not everybody has hallmark moments during these seasons. Like people still experience death in the family. People still, um, they still feel depressed. They feel still feel rejected. They still have anxiety. And it is one of the most alienating seasons, um, like seasons um, during the year, if you don't necessarily have anyone um, or you don't have a close family. So on our end of holiday triggers, we had a lot of family, but it, we did not have a lot of Hallmark moments. <laughs> We had a lot of lifetime movie moments. <laughs> that would be correct. <laughs> we had a lot of those lifetime movie moments. And for those of you that know lifetime movies, they get to be very dramatic. They start out real cute and you think they're going to have a happy ending. And a lot of times somebody gets like something dramatic, tragic happens and the whole idea of happy ending gets thrown out the window or if a happy ending comes, it, ha it was through a lot of turmoil and tribulation, and that was our life experience. So 
as a kid going growing up i love to cook i love to cook to this day and so it's interesting like mom bringing up the idea that she my dad really hounded her on cooking the dresses because like even now i'm the one that cooks the dresses in the family and i that was my season because i love to eat first of all i'm a foodie and i love to cook but when we get into visiting family things always start to turn sour so so to give you a basis this was maybe one out of two or three times a year that we would i would see all my family members on my dad's side really only like one or two times a year we see each other and so part of my kind of i was someone that had anxiety anyway growing up in that environment is that i was very self-conscious with my appearance around my other family members like i always felt like and it's very true like i had i had aunts like direct aunts not like great aunts or whatever no my blood aunts that would talk that would talk about my appearance to my face like they would they would um they would come to me and they would say little things like they would they would be checking looking at me and it was like some strange like competition or jealousy very weird family dynamics and so i know a lot of people they actually can't stand coming to their family because it gives them a lot of anxiety because they they have very judgmental family members and that was me like i grew up um for those you know you can go back and listen to overcoming childhood um um depression like i when i hit puberty i was very chubby like so when when I got into my chubby stage of puberty, I mean, I hated the holidays. I hated the idea of going to my family house because, and my and my dad's side because I knew somebody was gonna bring up my weight. They were gonna like, I just knew they were gonna bring up something about my hair. It just never mattered. Like, and, and they took and it started to really paint a picture for me like that was why my dad was the way it was because they were all like that they all were so critical of any little thing so you it was always about how I how I look like not ever about who I really was no one ever really asked hey how are you actually doing like how how are you as a person how do you feel how is this it was always how school how your grades and your appearance and so it was a very shallow um dynamic like experience of being on my dad's side of the family i mean i can't tell you to this day like i can only say maybe i've had one conversation out of all of them that went past the surface and so i was like for me i had two other siblings my other sisters like we all kind of huddled together during that season and we just chilled and we kind of had the numbers so people didn't really talk to us but it's very strange you go into the situation where adults are judging you and they're looking at you and your parents and i'll be like man give me a break like you know i'm i'm like i'm a teenager i got acne i'm chubby my hair is doing whatever it's doing uh i'm very active but i'm like you know kind of like a tomboy i'm not like you know i'm not like i'm just doing the best i can i don't really care I just like to have fun, draw, and chill out. And so the only redeeming thing was once I got a little bit older and I could cook, then like that was like 
my little saving grace. So people can kind of leave me alone. But I used to get some worse anxiety. And I think my other siblings used to feel the same way. You used to hate it. Like, we used to hate, like, we had to always look like a certain way. And it was just like, dang, ain't this supposed to be family? Like, but it was just the judgment, anxiety that I felt. So I remember, like, Thanksgiving, that was going to be, like, one of those two events I got to actually see my whole family. And then it would be, like, Christmas and New Year's. And I just felt so anxious, mom, like, for real. And so, whoo, as we are folding this, like you said, this is before we even get to the actual event. <laughs> uh, it's before we actually get there. And so when we start getting into the event, like, you were there before I was. So what was one of your first experiences that started building your triggers, like, once those holidays, well, those days came, like for me, it was all, it was the build up too. Like I was like, oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> well, I, I could definitely tell you, you hit it head on, right on the, the mark as far as the judgmental feeling, um, because it was no different for me as far as um, his side of the family. Um, from the time that um, we married, I never, ever, felt totally accepted by his mom nor his sisters um it just was always this feeling that I didn't measure up or I didn't do things the way that they did them so therefore they were wrong um you know it was very nitpicky or they thought that I was trying to judge them you know so they would be defensive toward me and for the most part I, I you know didn't have any thoughts about anything one or you know one way or the other I was just you know mm-hmm. coming in um, trying to learn you know what they liked and, and but it, it, I felt very much like they didn't like me too much um, mm. so so it was that kind of thing where you know you're outnumbered because it's you know it's the mother and uh, he had two older sisters and so that's kind of like three against one and and so I was already you know pretty much quiet um, in my own personality I've always been a little bit withdrawn and, and shy prior mm-hmm. to even you know going and coming to that family so that just kind of put me back in my shell where I would just uh, be more or less quiet which then turned into, you know, well, you know, well, what's wrong? With, you know, what's wrong with you? You're not talking. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. Um, so, um, the as far as how Thanksgiving went, so this is pretty much the breakdown. You know, so I already talked about the, the trigger of the whole week. But so I can remember, um, we would we would typically go to because my you know my parents were older and they were pretty much going to have you know their Thanksgiving dinner at eleven or twelve. And they were going to be done. They were going to go take a nap. You know, so so we pretty much always did my you know my parents or grandparents uh, first so that we could spend mm-hmm. time with them and then we could go right you know right so then we could drive to thirty minutes. Um, to your father's side of the family because there was more of them, just like you said. So, you know, we anticipated that would be a longer family time. And so, right. um, so 
and, and it, it was just kind of almost like clockwork, you know, so we would get there and just like you said, the extended family would be there and you'd have to do all the highs and hellos and they're looking at you and you're trying to figure out, you know, how to just kind of fit into the scenery and, you know, then we would eat. And so for the most part, um, you know, the, the emphasis was on food, which everybody right. of course enjoys the food. And so that kind of was where well, I tried to kind of keep a safe zone, you know, complimented everybody on everything. Oh, who made this? Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. That's delicious. You know, and just you know, try to make peace. Oh, no, nobody upset about anything. And, and so then as the, you know, day progressed and we started going to the evening, you know, because, um, you know, your grandmother, your father's mother would, would, would host it. So it would be at her home and then different extended family members would start to leave you know to go to their homes and so you know a crowd would dwindle down <laughs> dwindle down and then um then after all the extended family left you know it would be you know your father and myself and his um mother his two sisters your two sisters and for the most part you and your two sisters would um uh, be in the other uh, room but before mm-hmm. Before the three of you came into the, the scene, um, I can remember um, one of the most shocking Thanksgiving experiences that I had was um, a family discussion that they had. So um, his father died in 91 from mm-hmm. a heart attack. And so subsequent years, they would typically, and I'm not sure to this day why it was at Thanksgiving. They're, I'm sure they probably have their own triggers that I'm not aware of regarding Thanksgiving. That's something to do with him. I don't know. But um, Thanksgiving, um, the way that it would go is after everybody had left, one of the sisters would bring something up about the father. You know, so she would say something like, oh, yeah, I remember when... And they called him Daddy-O. I remember when, you know, Daddy-O did so-and-so and so-and-so. And And so at first, you know, they would all laugh because it was a shared experience, you know, Mm -hmm. so they would all laugh about it. And, I, you know, and of course, I was just, uh, you know, uh, just listening because they were going down memory lane as, you know, a family of things that he and his siblings had experienced growing up. So I would just listen. And then... The more they talked about whatever that memory was, the more the story started to change with regard to how each of them remembered it. So then one of the sisters mm-hmm. you know, would say, well, no, no, that's not what happened. And then, you know, I could, I would sit over there and I would literally almost be in a corner because I could feel the, the, the tension rising between them. And so then um, your father would then bring in his version and for whatever reason, his version seemed to always be, in their estimation, just completely erroneous. Theirs were right. similar. You know, his was just, and they would say, no, you know, that ain't what happened. And then he would get frustrated. And then he would start saying, that is what happened. And then his mother, your daddy, <laughs> she, you know, she would, depending on, honestly, depending on how she felt, she would take whatever side she chose to, you know, chose to take at that time. And for you, you know, before I I knew it, there was a whole family argument going on about some memory of his father from years ago. 
and they would be full fledged angry and <laughs> I was so and so I um, just was not used to that kind of conflict amongst family I just I didn't grow up with that um, like I said we were just kind of a you know I mean, we were not by any means a perfect family, but we just didn't mm-hmm. have, um, you know, open arguments. And, uh, you know, my sister and I never had anything of that, you know, I mean, we just we just didn't have that. And so to see them going at it like that was just honestly so shocking to my system. I thought, what in the world? <laughs> For real, what in the world? And so I made the mistake, like the, like one of those. I think it was, might have been the first or second year, um, because it happened. This is the thing, it happened every, every single Thanksgiving. Yeah, every single one. So, 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 wait, wait. When did this start happening? When you first year? Y'all yeah, I, I want to say, in my, I, I really think it was because that's what I wow. said. I'm not really sure what the Thanksgiving thing was about, but once his father, father died, then every Thanksgiving from that point on, from as long as I can remember, um, and I maybe it's because, like you said, maybe that's because that's that's one of the times that even they themselves got together. You know, because right. everybody was just doing life and going here and there, and so. Um, you know, by like you know, one of the aunts living in another state and, and different things of that manner. So I think maybe just them all coming together. And then, like I said, I'm sure they have their own probably triggers about that that they really didn't talk about or did not know how to unpack it in a way that was more productive. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I can look back now and say, well, I'm sure for whatever reason that that brought them a lot of pain as well. But they didn't know how to communicate it. So it just turned into, I'm right and you're wrong, and this is what happened, and you know, you don't know what you're talking about, and, and it turned very accusatory. And I remember um, trying to intervene, which went horrible. <laughs> Ooh, I, imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> I, I tried to, I tried to, uh, intervene I was quickly told I had nothing to do with it and I wasn't there and to keep my mouth shut (laughs) that's pretty much how that went so so I just uh, I just obliged and I just started to learn to prepare myself for that quote unquote Thanksgiving disaster (laughs) look and you know what she's not lying my entire childhood I can remember always I'm talking about always um (laughs) like every Thanksgiving we knew it was gonna be a mess but when you grow up in like that dysfunction you don't really know any better but I always knew I was like crap this is gonna like I always knew like me and my sisters we would always just retreat we already knew what it was gonna be and we thought it was so normal till we start like you know you start getting older you talk to other people you realize no that's a real issue and so the interesting thing is so after Thanksgiving would would come like we would go back to our house and when we went back to our house then it's like the argument continued for at least he would be messing with me be messing with my mom 
And so it was just one of those times a year where, yeah, we thought it'd be cool. It was just so stressful. So I wanted to like, so some common comp, like holiday triggers that people have that we don't really talk about these things. And shout out to Tariko indeed. We're normalizing these hard conversations. Like me and my mom, like that's really what we're trying to do is because so you know, some of you they were saying like, you know, the idea of even like the shopping of like holiday shopping, large crowds, these long held family traditions that some of you for instance, are trying to get over like substance abuse and it makes you want to relapse. Like having to travel can be one thing. And I, when I tell you, it's getting to, like, it gets to be just a huge thing. It just gets to be so ridiculous. Like some people just can't, it just gets to be so much. So um, we're getting ready to, I think like the whole point we want to like share with you and I know Sierra thanks so much for uh, waiting in the listening lounge uh, because we're gonna um, open up for y'all to have some you know for us to have some question and answer sessions and stuff but when we start the idea of overcoming it we're coming like from this point of view so this is what we kind of get into is that as like for instance I think one of the main things that happened with us, if you're like, if you're like our family and you grew up and it was very dysfunctional, very um, traditional, but the traditions were dysfunction, you can, I think when we started, when we got all older, me, my siblings, my mom, after my dad passed in 2016, we came together and agreed we weren't going to do any more of those type holidays. We weren't going to stress each other out. We were Correct. not going to do, we made, I remember almost, we almost made like a verbal commitment. We were just, we were doing just like we're doing now where we, we reminisce, but we laughed. We were like, man, we're not doing that. And we always have had a good relationship amongst each other. And we just didn't want it to, we didn't want it to become this huge thing, like this family tradition to carry on. And so I think the main thing is the idea of protecting your peace, like protecting right. your peace, guys. Like the people we're talking to right now, y'all, all of those. And I'm, and I'm telling you this, like from personal experience, how I was able to overcome like these things is that I chose to remove myself from those type events when my dad passed. Like, I can't tell you one family event I went to that went that really went sour after my dad passed, because then I also made, I set firm boundaries and made, and I made a verbal, like, exclamation to that point with my, even with my granny. And I told her straight up, I said, Please don't invite me to any events unless you plan on us having real quality time. I don't want any of this fun. And I was just laid it out like that. That might seem shocking. Some of y'all don't have that type. But it just became, for me, I had to do that. I had to do that for myself. And it was just, <laughs> it was just one of those things I had to make a choice. And so realizing what triggers you start really paying attention if you're starting to feel depressed like depression is very common a lot of people when the holidays come they get depressed because they don't like they miss family members that passed or they can't remember something 
that that they that was a good memory or they feel there's a lot of people that get lonely they don't have a lot of family and so i encourage you to start like this is only the beginning of november that's why we're doing this show because I, we want you to start identifying and recognizing how you're feeling right now like and, right, and do right. something about it like don't fall into the trap again like if you're with a family member and you know and i know it's hard easier said than done but i had enough when my dad passed i said i don't want any more of this and i made a choice i didn't care who it was and guys this might sound harsh but i even had to block my family members i had to block some of them because i chose my peace over all of it and it has been paying off and even now when we they re-engage with me they know i can't they can't pull me into those type uh shenanigans like they can't do it like and so mom did you want to say what they before we lost sierra to come up i want she had a question or she wanted to add a comment to the conversation i i did want to say um and hello sierra um i just wanted to say before i forget that yes um that's why i so vividly laid out what my experience was because there's this thing about expectations yep and yep and and i had to learn how to understand that you don't have to take on like you said for one thing you know it's so commercialized what it should look like but really it's getting down to the root of what you want to remember it as what right. is it that you want because see we're we're here now talking about how horrible all those thanksgivings were and there's Terrible. not any emphasis about you know the dressing and the sweet potato pie i mean and that's what was so upsetting to me it's like at the end of the day it's food but it's not so much about the food as it should be about the actual experiences with the people that you care about Yes. So, so yes. because you know that's at the end of what matters. Like you just said, when when that loved one passes away, you know what are you left with, or what what are the memories that you can create? And that's what I always kept. This is about memories. You're either going to remember it in a favorable way, or you're going to remember it in an unfavorable way. And so, yes, doing what you need to do in order to capture. And make those memories be pleasant for you is what we are encouraging all of you to do. Yes, yes, so so true. Um, ooh, we're gonna bring Sierra. I'm gonna do a swap. Hopefully, okay, it great. Glitch. And then we can see if she has a question or comment she can add. If y'all want to come up and ask me or my mom a question, you could definitely because there's a little bit more we still can unpack. But I don't wanna. I want to be able to allow her to come up. So let me do a swap here. Okay, and, that sounds great. Okay, great. And three, two, one. Oh, it did the thing. It kicked her out. Man, I knew that glitch was going to happen. Oh, I hate that glitch. Hello? Are you uh, there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, yeah, it's showing me the cat, but I'm glad you're here. So, Sierra, welcome so much to our stage talking about overcoming holiday triggers. What do you think about this topic? And what do you what do you think? Do you have holiday triggers? What how do you feel about this? How do you feel right now during this time of year? Well, first of all, I just wanna say I think it is so cool. When I heard you say mom, I'm like, wait, did she say mom? And I looked at her and I said, Oh, that's definitely her mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think yes. that's 
grateful because that's not something that me and my mom could do. We can never get on a platform like this and have a conversation like this without, you know, someone getting offended nine times out of ten her. So I think that is so cool. Um, second of all, when it comes down to holiday triggers, I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't think I had any holiday triggers. And it's so weird to me because I never really realized the things that I really do go through until someone bring it brings it up. Or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's part of why we're doing this so we understand. Yes. yes, it's so much. Um, I got to thinking about like how I would always feel pressured and um, I had said this to one of my friends. Um, I would always feel pressured to go home for the holidays and I would always mm-hmm. feel like I got so sick of that. Like me and my children live here in Nashville. We don't have a lot of family here but it was like I have to drive over two hours just to go and and participate in the holidays and things like that and then um everyone would just expect you there and expect you to do this and expect you to like because you know this is what we do every year when you said those family traditions and things like that I was like oh wow and me and my kids one day we sat around and we had a conversation when I started to be a great mother and I realized that I was not one um I start, I had a conversation with my children and we realized we want to set our own traditions. We yes. don't around every holiday eating dressing and ham and cakes and cookies. We want to do a crab boil one year. I might want to okay. take <laughs> Oh, with some garlic butter and sea salt and pepper. Like this year, first like I don't want to have to deal with people if I don't feel like dealing with them. We have family. Our family has so much, you know, traumas. There's so much trauma, so much stress, yep. and so many um, things that have gone on. And it it just it just forces you to be fake. Um, that part it does it forces you to be fake when you are there and and like I even my mother she moved here she moved back home from Wisconsin and the first thing she says is well we gonna get together for the holidays and and you're expecting me to get together with people especially in this pandemic and I have a baby who has asthma I'm very very nervous about my children because I wasn't supposed to have children so supposedly Mm. you want me to come around people who don't believe in in this disease and don't believe in taking precautions and don't believe and I'm like uh, no so you know it, it's just it just depends on the situation how things go the different attitudes of people and how they treat you the things that you've been through with them and and sometimes it can cause like depending on how bad the situation is these situations these triggers can cause mental some people deal with mental illnesses I do so these yep. can cause your mental illnesses to act up. You may think about seeing different people and you'll say, you know, there'll be like anxiety attacks and things like that. And I didn't realize that was a thing mm-hmm. until uh, my cousin got married. She got married in like 2017, if I'm not mistaken, 18. And she kept calling me. She asked me to be in a wedding. I don't go around family. Me and my family don't really get along like that because I don't deal with the shenanigans. I'd rather that stay. Part. I don't. And I have. <laughs> had to make a family so if I if I love a person enough to consider them my friend they are my family period for real they are my family so that's what it is and I have family members that I've never even met we you know Mm -hmm. but I'm very 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 nervous when it comes down to meeting new people 
Um, I don't call too many people friends, but there there are people who I love very much that I've never even met and I consider them family. But when it comes down to my own family, I just realized my cousin, when I went to that wedding, she kept calling, cousin, you okay? You okay, cousin? Because she knows. And so um, mm-hmm. it's a real thing that you're talking about here, the holiday triggers. Right now, I really hadn't even thought about it. And you know why, to be honest with you? Because I take Lexapro and it's wonderful. It's the best medication they've ever could they could have ever given me. So I haven't really even thought about it. But when you when you started talking about it, I was like, oh my God, this is something I've I've dealt with for so many years. And it it bothers you a lot when it's a very real thing. So I I appreciate this topic. I appreciate the fact that you and your mom um, decided to come together and just bring this out and make this known. Because to be honest with you, Kamaya, who who honestly would think that this is a real thing? Who would even think, (laughs) say, oh, we have holiday triggers or we have these issues going on for holidays? Until you brought it up, I never would have thought that this is something that people go through. But this is literally something that people go through. Look, thank you so much for saying that, Sierra. I mean, it, it's no question. Like, we understand, like, we these topics, right? So that's why we're trying to preface it even with the numbers. Like, we had, normally we get kind of high numbers depending on what it is. But we know this is a topic that a lot of people don't think about. But mm-hmm. for those that are curious, like, we're trying to kind of like head it off before it becomes a like before you end up being triggered behind something that you can definitely um deal with and so i love that that you done kind of like exactly like i did i had to make a conscious decision me and my mom my dad passed we made we all me and myself we all just came together we're gonna do what we want to do like i remember uh one of the best things like the like the year after my dad passed we had a, a seafood, I think we had some type of seafood boil some for New Year's. And it was the same thing. We normally didn't do that, but we were like, we're going to do what we want to do. You know, yeah. we're going to come. We ain't got to always cook this. We don't have to always do that. And if we do want to do traditional, it's fine. But we made a decision together that that's what we want to do. We don't have to feel bound by it. And we don't have to be around people that we don't feel comfortable with. And I definitely relate with you and talk about, you know, who your family is and who you claim as your family. And that's a whole nother topic that we will be bringing up talking about family because like the idea of family is that when they're in this time, these were people, right? I'm coming to meet maybe once or twice a year that I hadn't talked to the other 363 days of the year. Exactly. So... <laughs> I mean, they never reached out to me. Like, they didn't... It was the weirdest thing. So you're getting put in an environment with people that it acts like as if we close and they're just as much strangers or it's just as much like having a class reunion with somebody that you, you know, you you just saw in college maybe once or twice in a class like two years ago. It just was always so awkward to me. Because even though we had this idea of family, like, um, it just wasn't resonating with me. Like, like in my spirit, my soul, we didn't really have a lot of, like, we didn't have a lot in common. And we definitely didn't, like, want to practice spending time together. We didn't have the same philosophy and how to spend time together. We didn't treasure that. Like, 
we I was always on my dad's side of the family, very Woo, my mom ain't lying. It became like World War Three in that moment. And I'm about to bring her back up because we're going to get into some more of that. So, Sierra, did you have anything else that you want to say? I don't know if y'all can see her, but if so, please give her a follow. Give me a follow as well. And my mom, when she comes back over here, join the conversation. Oh, yeah. If you all, um, of course, follow me. I would love to have you as a follower. But she, Kamaya offers so much knowledge. Just make sure you do follow her. Um, I don't know if this works, how this one exactly works, if you can follow like everything that the person does, but follow her, set the notifications to come up so that when she, um, cause that's how I got it. I got a notification that you had a room. I was like, oh, let me go in here. So, mm-hmm. so much knowledge. She has so many resources that she, um, she can help you all when it comes down to so many things, when it comes down to information. So just be sure to follow her. Um, I met her on another platform and as well as I have a couple other friends on another platform and I follow them here and it's just been nothing but love just it's just been amazing since I've been um, knowing them but I do appreciate this topic um and that's one thing I did notice when you talked about family members that have passed that's one thing I wanted to say um after you just brought it up again it made it jarred my memory that's another thing that we have problems with when it comes down to holiday triggers when you mm-hmm. have that you love and you you miss and you've always had days like I had a sister-in-law. I always went to her house for every little thing. Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm-hmm. birthday. It's when we wanted to have a get-together because she loved family. Well, I found her dead one day. Wow. Um, her, her daughter sent me to check on her and it was literally a month after my um, amazing stepmother passed away. So I was dealing with that and then I walked in and found my sister-in-law dead. So when the, the holidays came around and I was I would always have a hard time and um it was things that she she taught me to do and for years like simple things like yams um I made the decision Mm -hmm. I was myself and I'm gonna stay home with my babies and I decided to make the yams that she taught me how to make and for years I had been trying to make them just because she taught me how to make them and for years (laughs) I ultimately distraught because she's dead now and I didn't remember the one thing that she told me you know one of the the main things that she taught me to make and last year when I got it exactly how she taught me to I felt so good about it and and we have to realize when when they're gone you don't allow a person to tell you how to grieve and you have to understand that your grieving process is going to be exactly what it is however long it takes it's just how long it takes but at the same time you have to realize that those family members that you spent all that time with the ones that you know love you they love you and they really don't want you to hurt like that so we don't understand that and, and like you said the holiday triggers is what places that in our minds when we get around these holidays and we say man I miss this time and I miss that time and oh my god they're not going to be there and then we're, we're feeling bad and things like that so thank you for bringing this up this was amazing well this is amazing I'm going to continue to listen of course um, but I just had to say something it, it's really amazing I appreciate it Thank you so much, Sierra. We love having you here. You've added a lot of value, and I just appreciate you. But, girl, I don't know how to do this since it's still showing a sleeping cat. So, uh, if you do me a favor and move to the listening lounge, and then I'm going to see what happens. Because it's a glitch, and it's just something that's, that they're doing here. They're fixing and doing a lot of different things here on this amazing wisdom app. So, Thanks so much again for joining us. Can't wait to, for us to 
talk more even offline because I, I just we read me and you can definitely probably have some good conversations that relate and, a lot oh yeah there's a lot I gotta fill you in on I, I found out about that so <laughs> <laughs> look thank yeah. you okay thank you too so let's see how this works I don't know because I'm trying to figure out how to get back to the listening lounge uh, I think you have to hit Go leave on. and then come back. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, let's see what happens. Okay, cool. So, there we go. Now my mom's coming back. Yeah, okay. It, it's a glitch, guys, by the way. When we swap out, it'll knock that person out. It won't keep them in the listening lounge, but they fixing all that, but Ooh, mom. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Sierra. That was very good information. And yes, it did add a lot of value to the topic. I appreciate her for um, highlighting the things that it meant to her for us to bring this topic to the platform. And um, she, she touched on the other side of that, which it definitely is about thinking about those that are no longer with us and especially with you know the pandemic and all of the many deaths that many have experienced Um, one thing that the pandemic has done is it hopefully has helped us um, rethink you know because 2020 we have some audio problems Hello. I'm not sure what's going on on my end. Oh, there you go. It sounded like someone was in the background. Go ahead. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, but you know, 2020, when um, for those who weren't able to travel and maybe couldn't get together for the quote unquote traditional Thanksgiving, um, I think and I hope that the pandemic has helped us to really value and to maybe redefine how we do things and and you know that that gay when you couldn't get together you know when you couldn't it really broke up Mm -hmm. a lot of tradition that for some people was probably a good thing because you know you can just keep doing the same thing the same way even if you know you hate doing it but but you you know but when you couldn't travel when you couldn't get to those family members and then you were forced to try to figure out a way to still enjoy the season um my prayer is that maybe that gave some families a new way to do things and so um sierra talked about the pressure you know and that's what i was the pressure you know all this pressure of expectation and you know what people expect of us and what mom was saying what you know cousin so-and-so was saying you know but at the end of the day the holiday get together can be no more better than the relationship prior to the holiday. Ooh, so, come if, on. you know, so if just like you said, so if you're not really close, a, a day on the calendar that we have deemed as quote unquote a special occasion is not going to make it be what it's not. And mm-hmm. so, you know, so this idea, well, you know, well, we're so supposed to in, in, you know, this is how, you know, you get to, like you said, she talked about the fakeness of it. You know, you get together and you take all those pictures. And just like you said, Maya, some of those 
people, you know, they you don't know who any of those people are. Like, I don't know who those I are. promise. I <laughs> who promise. Those like, I don't know. You're and I think <laughs> that was half of it anyway, was just trying to figure out, oh, that's and what then, y'all, this one these people are. And then, oh. of course, you know, they're like, oh, you know, that's your cousin so Right. That, I know. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's your family, girl. Don't you go high. I'm like, what? I don't know. I don't know these people. Y'all know, like, uh, that's like a running thing in a lot of, like, African American families, like, where you got an old uncle, an old auntie, or somebody that you ain't never seen, but they're like, you probably the last time you saw him was when you was a baby, and they're like, don't you don't you know who that is? I'm like, no. Respectfully, I sure don't know who that is. Like. And it's and it's true. It is a level of like fakeness and a lot of acting you have to do. That it just seems very uncomfortable. And then like the idea of like when I I was kind of like thinking about kind of giving some revelation too of like even like on on dad's side of the family. To be honest, they was like all this started because they were triggered by the holidays That's as right, well from right. the loss from the loss of their dad. That's right. That's because what that's really right. what it was. And then you add on the layer of that they weren't close. So right. I think part of it was that they just lost, they lost somebody that had caused a lot of them a lot of pain. And the memories of those things, like holidays, like let me tell y'all, reminiscing can be very good, but can also be very bad. If you have not dealt with a lot of your issues, and so yes. what a lot of what happened was honestly on a base level, none of them had had really gotten over the passing of my great uh, my granddad, who I never even met, and they were holding on to that like the whole twenty some years that I was even in the family. I'm the oldest. They were holding on to that and trying to like recreate the memories of someone that terrorized them it wasn't even like it was start out with some good memories but it always went down to bad memories well and you know uh my what i can remember thinking because i truly was like quote unquote you know the fly on the wall because i was right um you know i was there listening to and the interesting thing was that each of them had a version of a story that was completely true yeah and so this is one thing that i wanted us to talk about is that because just think about how many families get together and may not have a full blown out argument but have these disagreements about reminiscing about a previous holiday or a previous event yep. or a previous yep. whatever but you know it's possible it's possible right. for you to have a memory that does not completely coincide with someone else's memory, right? Because correct, correct. Because first of all, if it as it was from what I heard, um, so me too, the, right? So many of the events that they were reminiscing were centered around trauma. So, yep. So by the going into psychology and by me studying um, literally what happens to the brain during a traumatic event it's very possible for you to shave 
without a memory that you're able to handle because it's very possible that the rest of whatever happened, you may or may not be able to even fully bring that to the forefront of your brain. So it's segment memories. And so I had to say that it's very possible that every single one of them was telling the truth, right? It's their truth. Yeah. It's their truth. And I think that is what I really wanted us to talk about as far as family is concerned, even outside of holidays, is to give your family permission to remember things the way they remember them, if that's the best way they can deal with it. Right? Oh, I love that, mom. Like, that's so profound. Can you repeat that for people? Because it was just like, yes. Well, to give your family members the permission to remember things the way they remember them because that may be the best way they can handle that situation. So, so because you know, your aunt would say something about so there, there's one there's there's two because this is what I'm this is what I'm looking at. There's an event, right, that happened. Yeah, and, I know exactly what right, event that was because right. I remember it. Yeah. That was when I kind of got older and I could kind of sit more in. Yeah. Like that was some of the last few times we went. I was a little bit yeah. older, so it wasn't like I just had to leave. It was just what it was. Yes. So see, so literally, your father and his sisters and your granny are reminiscing about violence that occurred at the hand of your grandfather toward your granny Mm -hmm. and and it was not just one event it was different events well keep in mind that as this occurred to them watching as children Mm-hmm. Their their young brains undoubtedly, you know, blocked out some of some things. Yep. yep. Things. Yep. Because they were children. It's traumatizing. Yeah, and that's exactly. how trauma works. Exactly. And so then, now that they're in adulthood, they feel that okay, well, I can talk about it. But I, I very much believe what you said a moment ago. I don't know that they ever had an opportunity to unpack it individually. So what would happen no, no. is they would get together and they would want the other sibling or want their mother to validate. Yeah, yep. this is what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Right. But instead of getting the validation, they would get. Well, no, that's not that's not how that happened. Well, <laughs> they, they so desperately held on to that because that's probably what they had to tell themselves to survive the memory of whatever it was they saw. So, so, so this is the whole thing. What could have so dramatically changed and what can so dramatically change family conversations? Because there are some tough things that honestly families should be able to talk about that may not be the most pleasant conversations right but just like what you and I had to do what I had to do with your sisters is mm-hmm. this this power of allowing that family member to tell 
their truth and you just listen you know doesn't mean you have to remember everything they said it's not really about saying yeah I remember that exact thing that way too it's saying I hear what you're saying I hear that this is how you remember that and then you just basically say okay um, you know because at the end of the day it's about well how did you you know how did that make you feel how are you doing now because like you said you're talking about 20 years ago he's been dead and gone and you're missing out on the, the Dang, over 20 right. years right. almost 30 years yes. ago y'all it, it might be exactly 30 it is yeah. 30 yes. 31 years ago yeah. and that's and, more and, than that yeah. and you're not able to heal because you're upset at the sibling or you're upset at the parent because they would not validate what you believe to be truth and that's what I'm saying the craziest thing to me is all of them and when I was listening to it I was thinking really all of them are actually probably telling the truth it's just what they remember I don't think any of them were quote unquote lying it's what they remembered it's what they remembered and look Ma I want to say this too because look we talking about overcoming it right from what we've experienced, like in that dynamic and situation, if somebody had enough emotional intelligence to just say, wait a minute, let's just listen to everybody's story, exactly. let them tell it, exactly. I'm telling you, it would have cut down, but imagine exactly. this was the same exact sequence of events for 20 years in a row 20 plus years in a row I'm not exactly 20 years in a row and I mean when I tell y'all guys it got so bad like eventually my dad even stopped like having us go to the event like I come to find out my grown like over 40 aunts got in a physical fight over these things I'm talking about a physical fight I couldn't have prayed about I couldn't imagine ever putting hands on my sibling, but they got into a physical fight, and and it taken is because they had not even done the individual work to unpack. I'm telling, you, if it was one person in that family that had really started going to therapy, and that's why we start we we give giving resources because. Me and my mom, we, we tell you right now, we are strong advocates for therapy because er- therapy helps you become emotionally aware of what you're doing. But we are also strong advocates of deliverance. Like therapy right. gets you at the door, deliverance gets you all the way healed and gets you out of there. Like, <laughs> like Amen. you know, but mm-hmm. they didn't even, I think what was so hard is that they didn't even want to give each other enough grace to even right. tell their truth and so it didn't right. and what happens is it's so damaging because you that might be the only platform that you even feel comfortable to share your truth because all those people were there so like we've we've been able to learn like let me tell y'all something just like sierra said i know it's not normal for a mother and daughter to be able to do a, a talk like this i know because it's not like let me tell y'all me and my mom have been through a lot together but we had to have a lot of hard conversations to get to this point and we just started putting all bets off like we just started putting everything on the table after my dad passed because if we were going to get real we're going to have a real relationship we had to have real conversations yes and and that that took 
You know what? And I and I had to always validate. I said, look, and she did the same thing for me. And I and I know it's a blessing. This is not everybody's relationship, but it's like kind of a check on a challenge. Like y'all have to start validating other people's experiences. Now yeah. we we know that sometimes it, we know that people lie. We know those things, but if somebody is coming to you telling something that they said that you experienced, it's not your place to tell them they don't feel that. They they probably do feel that. You have to let it breathe. Give them a chance to to say their truth. It don't matter how ugly it is, and that's the thing. There's a lot of people that have a lot of family secrets, and there's a lot of things that don't ever get talked about and it creates that distance in the relationship and that's what always got me you know I know that my dad was he was close to his um he was close to a certain extent with his immediate family his sister's mom he talked to him all the time but they never got past the hard conversation they never got to the point that me and my mom did because well, you, they didn't really want to validate it and then when yeah. they did it yeah. was just it became so um, toxic that it well, caused them harm and good there was a lot of blame and that's what it happened was. It was. Um, unfortunately that's what happens um, when you have something such as violence such yep. as abuse because then um everyone is hurt by that so yep. then the you know the children blame the parent the parent blames the other spouse the older siblings blame the younger siblings the younger siblings blame the older siblings and so it's so much pain you know so much yes. anger comes from unresolved pain and I can remember because again the memories yes, that created were when they were children and I keep saying that because you cannot minimize the effect that those things had on them as children and so and we can't minimize either because what sometimes happened and you and I have talked about this is your you know your adult self can then sometimes try to blame your childhood self but you're not even you're not the same so you can look back and say I don't know why I didn't do this because I can remember your father talking so much about even as a child him wanting to do something to his father father happening to his mother and I can remember the most angriest he became during those arguments with his sisters is because when he would talk about you know he would he would plan to do something then they was all oh, now you weren't going to do nothing you were too scared so so they in their own way basically blamed him or told him you know you you didn't you weren't enough you didn't do enough and then this idea that you know because he was the other quote unquote male in the home you know mm-hmm. he should have done something mm-hmm. he was a child yes like children and yes so this blame, this this idea of, you know, well, you should have done this or you should have done that. And we spend so much time blaming. And so there's no healing that comes from that. And so that's why, um, first of all, what I had to individually do 
with with regard to the healing that I needed to have from the uh, verbal and emotional abuse I suffered from your father is I first had to do what I needed to do and give that all to God because just yes. as Maya said um, therapy plays a role but ultimately God is the only one who can completely heal those emotional wounds because there's not any other human that can because every other human is working through their own <laughs> you know whether you're a, whether you're a parent whether you're a sibling whether you know and we are we're so many different things right you know we're sisters we're brothers we're you know we're husbands we're wives we're mothers we're fathers we're children better to say aunts and all of that but God is the only one that can take all of that and can heal that so that we don't waste so much time blaming the other individuals that were, that were just as much victims as we were. Now, yep. of course, there's some accountability between the parent and the children. So that's, see, so when it came down to my accountability and what I felt about you and your sisters was, you know, the, 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 the pain of I didn't do enough to try to stop what happened to you and your sisters at the at the um, verbal and emotional abuse caused by your father you know so I carried that of wow you know I, I wish I would have done something yeah. and at the same time yeah. I didn't I didn't even know how to keep my head barely above water and so right. I'm, I'm thankful that you three as adults were able to sit down with me and we were able to talk through and that's the Ooh. thing had to help me with and there's a scripture that I'm going to share because the one of the main things that I know has facilitated our relationship and relationship with your sisters is just listening and being quiet oh yeah yeah because no. that you know what that's so true because i'm gonna tell y'all guys like i'm telling y'all that moment when my dad passed it was like we all were looking at each other we had my my youngest sister had just turned um she was just about to turn 18 and so we were all pretty much grown and we all had like a basically a round table talk like where do we go from here what are we going to do how are we going to continue these traditions break these traditions slash curses that's really what it is and how are we going to like do something different and i think without us even knowing we had we had we gave each other enough grace for each moment i think that was the beautiful thing that happened like we didn't have to even be told to, we didn't have like let's do we just were like let's just let everybody tell their story i think we were all finally able to just kind of exhale a little bit and, and just breathe yeah just, that was just, just, breathe. just you know just because I, I mean i know i felt very uptight and i um, could finally just actually just breathe a little bit yes. because the, the the you know the pressure the constant pressure um, was was just um, released in a certain way, um, yes, and, yes. And, and that kind of gave us all a little time to say, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, 
Okay. Let's try to redefine. Let's try to pick up the pieces. And that's why we're so thankful that we can get on um, this platform and share because there are ways to overcome. There are are. ways to overcome. And um, the scripture that, that God had really dealt with me about is Psalm 131 and 2. And it says, I have calmed and quieted my soul like a child quieted at its mother's breast, like a child that is quieted is my soul. Calm and quiet. They're one of the two things that God really started to help me understand. You don't have to always have an answer. You yep. don't have to always explain everything. Um, and as a mother, with you now as adult daughters, I don't have to feel that I always have to have the answer. I don't have to, um, because so often, you know, you're not asking me necessarily for the answers. You you want me to listen. And and Very that's true. what happens. And, that, and so when you think about holiday triggers and the pressures and the things that uh, brings about so much anxiety it's just what you referenced about you know would I be accepted by the family this year would they make fun of me would they judge me because like you said through so many families it's from one year to the next that you you know from one Thanksgiving to next Thanksgiving or whatever the holiday is that you quote unquote have these get togethers and so all of this expectation that is sometimes levied at other family members you know Oh, are you know? Or are you married? Or oh, do you have children? Or is your child doing this? And all these different things that we yes. you have to um, live up to because the expectation. And so, yes, if it does not, and that's what we have done. You know, we have been able to do by the grace of God. We have changed the. You know, we've changed the script. We've thrown away yes. tradition of how things are quote-unquote supposed to be done because the truth of the matter is what we were taught about Thanksgiving is a lie in the first place, right? <laughs> so, so, just so, so many things. So that's right. So the traditional Thanksgiving didn't even happen the way we were taught it happened. So what are we doing this for? <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> right. And look, that that's that's too real because that's why I'm so glad God had us do this because I, I know like a lot of people don't think about it. It's getting, I'm telling y'all, I'm, we're doing this. This is a hot word. And I know that God has us doing this at this time for this day because it's about to get into that, to that season full blown. And for those of you that are trying to heal, like this is what we're trying to tell you. For those of you that are trying to heal, even if you have substance abuse and you're trying to recover, maybe you're just trying to better your life. You're trying to really protect your peace. You're trying to really prioritize yourself, your mental illness, I mean, your mental health, your emotional health. We're really all about practicing, helping you get, become emotionally aware. Because when I tell you that this, this is not stuff like Sierra said, a lot of y'all don't even think about it, but it can be very, 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 very true. Like, some of you, and, I, and I'm just going to kind of go through some lists, Mom, because I, I was studying this too. So we were bringing in like a very common triggers like family gatherings. 
that's just one yes. of the biggest things that we can talk about that we were able to overcome and how we redefined it. Um, but there's other ones such as like money, like not having enough money to spend. Y'all get stressed about that. Overeating, like you feel like you're depressed and, and it's a time to just like overeat. And that's like a way of like practicing self-love that's actually very um, detrimental. Like even shop, like just the shopping and and the idea that you have so much expectations. We just want you to be aware and be careful to not have to put yourself in those things. Like be very intentional with what you do. I mean, it's it's because of society we've been raised in. Like there's a lot of expectations that you should be participating and doing this and that, and like the over commitment to do this and to do that and that's why I even said like even the money like some of y'all like y'all get so stressed out about even trying to give gifts or buy things or donate and it's just like why put yourself through those things you have a like we're challenging you to start having more of a like have control and and prioritize your peace like you don't have to do it we didn't we made a conscious decision not to do it like we made a conscious decision as a family to say look we're not going to add and put all these like crazy stipulations on each other anymore like like sometimes like life still is happening and i think that's what it is is that a lot of people feel that pressure and stress because their life might not be the greatest like there might be a lot of things going on, but they got to show up and they got to act like this and they got to act like it's all together. And that's not healthy. And we're challenging you like to not, to be more aware of yourself. Like how do you start feeling? If you feeling uncomfortable, even see she brought up a good point, honestly, like there's some family like gatherings, like especially during the COVID season, you just don't feel comfortable being with. Like I'm right. telling you, like, I've made a conscious decision. There's just family members. I, I've, like, pretty much made a pack of myself. I don't ever want to be in a gathering with them like that. And it's just for my emotional health. They've shown me too many times, like, that even when I tried to make attempts for things to get better, no, it, it, it wasn't going to get They're very set in their ways. And so it's about protecting yourself because there is a lot of, People are still committing suicide during the holidays. People are still like overdosing or relapsing during the holidays and all. And see, these are very real things. And so how are they getting there? A lot of these things that we've placed on each other in society and in tradition are pushing people and they're triggering people to do things that, you know, that that's really they have issues and it's pushing them further away from healing and further away from deliverance and we're trying to really just open your minds open your eyes to see that and so um i even had a scripture and, and guys we're getting ready to kind of close so if you had a question for me and my mom you could definitely come up or you wanted to share just like sierra you definitely can but i had this scripture and i think it fits so well with with all of this and it's in this is John 16 and 33. And it says that these things I have spoken to you, that in me, you may have peace. That in me, that me is Jesus. So in Jesus, you may have peace. 
in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world and so that is kind of that's our whole thing like from that i get definitely like sticking with god in in christ you can have true peace like i kid you not me and my mom had this conversation earlier today about the idea of peace and really being in christ like you can basically create you have your own home and environment when you really are connected with jesus when you really connected with christ because he keeps you sustained in those things and so we're just advocating for if you built this if you've been able to build a safe place for yourself why push yourself in a place that that's going to take you out of that place of peace like the world comes with its own set of troubles the bible says it right there you will have tribulation but be of good cheer i've overcome the world so we're trying to make you more aware because it's it's very possible that some things can just push you to a place that you didn't know like my dad i saw him all the time and i used to feel so sad seeing how he had kind of like this expectation was very unrealistic every year after year and he would always just get his like heart broken and always be let down by how the conversation changed like always turned out but it happened every year at a certain point it was just like when are you going to accept things for what they are and make a conscious decision to protect yourself and i remember like when we did finally stop attending those events it became so much it became way better we would even choose i remember sometimes we even got yeah we might go and visit but we wouldn't we weren't going to stay as long right. or we would come like real late when everybody else left and then we believe like it became a lot better because it was starting to become a priority and being intentional on how to just maintain peace and so be careful guys like definitely be careful definitely like be mindful like start practicing looking at yourself and feel like how do you feel like look at how last year went what do you want to do this year that can be better than last year yeah that's good you know? very good you know like what can we do this year before thanksgiving before new whatever what can we do to change the dynamic um so that we can like have a good rest of, of 2021 and and any other year that you might be listening to this like what can we do to like really protect ourselves and those are the things that we're trying to get you to see like and and in most of it does stem with your peace like do what's going to be best for you and you know like, that's beautiful because um giving yourself permission to yep. do the evaluation to do the self evaluation yes. and, and and as you were talking i was thinking along almost the exact same thing about for anyone listening right now and you're looking down toward what thanksgiving could look like if you already are starting to feel anxious about it maybe try to figure out where is anxiety coming from is it because yeah. um you know like right now and and, and and if you look at how like you said we know it's commercialized because so many things are reported in the news and so many things yes. are being pushed. so so you have people and you can feel 
you can start to feel already the tension. Why? Because they're telling, oh, well, you know, there's a food shortage. You better get out there and start getting your Thanksgiving turkey early. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Different things that is actually, like I said, this word, you shall have trouble. They actually are creating the anxiety if you buy into it. If you right. how you're Ooh, good point. wept away with whatever they tell you, whatever the news says, or whatever you read every day. Um, yeah. If you allow yourself to get on this bandwagon of, you know, hurry up and get out there and, and you know, fight over the turkeys and all of those things. <laughs> For you know, real. I mean, Black Friday you know, shopping yeah, and Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, I was in um, a dollar store yesterday. Okay, now help me out, Mike. What was yesterday's date? November the what? Fourth, fourth, right? Uh, I yesterday. <laughs> oh. You know I'm bad with the dates. Well, so yeah, I yesterday know. was the fourth. Okay, all right. So I'm in, and okay, and I know I'm not the only one. So you know, years ago, you 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 could go into the store at the beginning of November and at least see a lot of things that was being pushed, you know, to you as a consumer to buy for Thanksgiving. Well, now they push Christmas and I mean, they keep pushing the commercialization of these holidays so much sooner than the years previous till it's getting ridiculous. Like what holiday is it? And so I go into the store yesterday and they're already playing Christmas music. I'm thinking, okay. One aisle, I mean, it's literally, you know, you have the the Halloween one aisle, Thanksgiving stuff, Christmas stuff, Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to find some bleach, you know? Like, can I just get some For regular, real. Regular Mama, so, you ain't lying. Because I mean, where are the items for this everyday life? Like you said, we got to live here. So, so I just, like you said, we're just encouraging you not to allow yourself to get swept up in the madness of all these different things that for so much of it is about you spending your money. <laughs> so, um, because, you know, the, the memories that you that you will crave with your family. Um, I can say both of my parents are deceased and I promise you the things that I remember have nothing to do with you know what size the turkey was or anything of that manner it has to do with the time because that's yes. we'll never get back people you're never gonna get any time back so please spend your time wisely and create those memories that when your loved ones have gone on like both of my parents have um that you can look back and say because my my mother had this wonderful you know sweet potato pie recipe and that's he you know and uh you know my and her siblings can share that's something um she passed down to me and and my sister and that's a sweet memory that i can attach to holidays Mm -hmm. and so you know for the moms out there and you know who feel the pressure of all the trying to get the kids and trying to you know make them in the cute outfits and trying to make you got the dinner perfect you know don't just what your children want is you right Maya that's they, right that's right want, that's so right you. they want to spend some time with you you know spend, just spend time with them and you know play and and enjoy 
just them. You know, yes, you know, you're cook and all of that, but at the end of the day, um, well, however you choose to celebrate these holidays, um, we just encourage you to do it in a way that brings peace to you, to those that you love. And if you have to readjust, um, like mine, I have had to do, like uh, Miss Sierra said, if you have to readjust and change your traditions for peace, um, you know, peace is priceless. It, it absolutely is. I mean, it was so funny you talking about like this, the commercialization, because they even got, you know, on TV Christmas in July and all this nonsense. Like, right. And I mean, when I used to work in retail, look, they would be putting out stuff in August. I said, wait a minute, August, September, October. <laughs> That's almost a year, half a year ahead of time. Right. And it's just the pressure. But, oh, I see we have a guest that wanted to come up. Right. Uh, did you want to say something real quick before nope. we switch out? Okay, let me see. This is. You said what now? I said no. I'm excited to hear the guest. Oh, it's Sierra again. Okay, let's see. Okay, so, Sierra. I know she, she look. She been triggered to come up here and talk about. <laughs> We're good. So let me see. It might kick you out. Like okay, that's swap, no problem. But, okay, right. let me see. Let's do in three, two, one. Oh, it did it. I think it did it right, guys. I think it did it right. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a, a countdown. Um, I'll just, man, I, I'm trying to get this out because your mom, she really, she almost had me emotional. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm just going to say, it was something she said that really, it blessed my soul. Because for her, like, and I know we're talking about the triggers, but we're talking about a lot of stuff. So for her to get on this platform and for her to openly admit in front of all these people that um, she wished she would have done more as a parent and just basically taking full responsibility for her part in any damage or any trauma, any anything that you and your sister have had in your life that says so much about her as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I know you're listening, Mom. I just want you to know that I, I appreciate that because you know, a lot of times we do go through things in life and now I see why I was told that I need to share my story with you. Yeah. I I see why now. I don't know what the issue was, but for her to say that, it just lets me know that, you know, there was something. And and when I said my mom could never come up and and do things like this, a lot of times we go through things in, in life as children and your parents do go through things. We don't know what they're going through at the time. And that's what I had to realize about my mom. But but mm-hmm. like she, the thing she said, like your children just want you. And as much as I went through um, with my mom, with my life, the, the like um, just being honest, like the, I was molested for the first time when I was three. Mm. And that was the first time my life flipped upside down. And it's been that way my entire life. So right. I, 
So I had to go through extensive counseling um, to help me with a lot of these things. And I didn't even realize I had so much to unpack. And all I ever wanted was my mother to love me. I didn't feel like she did. And, and for her to say that all your children want is you, that is a true statement. And for her to just have enough integrity, enough, um, I'm trying to get the word out of my mind, just just for her to be just an amazing person and come out and say, I did vulnerability. Yes, vulnerability. Yes, I did this daughter, but I know I was wrong and I love you and I'm sorry. That's basically what she was saying. You know, yeah. my mother would never do that. So I don't I, I just want her to know because you're her daughter, you can express it to her all day long. And sometimes people, you know, they they hear what you're saying. But sometimes they don't fully understand because you are related to them or because you're their child. You you love her. So you're going to make her heart feel good, which even though you're telling her the truth, but I'm here as a total mm-hmm. stranger telling her you're an amazing mother. Yes. I have no idea what you have done for your daughters. Just being that type of mother and being able to acknowledge that you have no idea what you've done for them. And you have no idea what you have done for me. And you are not even my mother. And I just want to thank <laughs> you. That's all. And that's all I wanted to say. Um, I just wanted to give her because some, sometimes you I, I thought I thought about messaging you um, and contacting you privately, but she did this openly. So I wanted to give her her flowers openly. Oh, thank you I, so much, Sierra. Like, I want to I want to just thank you as well for you being vulnerable and sharing your story, because it's so many of our stories. Like for me, I grew up and my dad when my mom wasn't around or my siblings, he used to beat me. And it didn't come out until after my dad passed. And that was just one of those conversations that would have been a huge turning point, me sharing that with my sisters and my mom, because the way we grew up in my dad's side of the family, when somebody would share their truth, it automatically got rejected. And so for me, because I was taking a big leap and a big, you know, a big chance at sharing that with them for my mom to fully and my siblings fully accept my truth. And they weren't, they weren't ever, no, that didn't happen. No, they fully believed me and, and validated me. It did so much for our relationship. And my mom, like she, what, what she was really referencing as well is that she blamed herself for so many things that happened that she had honestly she didn't even have control over like me and my sister had to even talk to her and tell her look we know she's a parent at a certain point yeah she has responsibility but she has not she's not responsible for what my my dad did to us in a lot of things like because at one point if she had told me she already knew then i would have been like yeah and then we would have a whole nother kind of conversation but a lot of stuff she just didn't even know right. but the things my mom did know she oh, let me tell you something that is how we've been able to become so close me and my mom have not always been happy go lucky we've had full on years where we were barely speaking like my mom has always we've been very close and but it took us a long time to get here because it took some time and seasons for her to come to like for me to have to listen to her and I needed just like you were saying I needed her to tell me that she was wrong she was sorry 
And sometimes, I know that I can only imagine that's got to be a hard thing as a parent. But when my mom finally got to the place where she was, she took ownership of the things that she did, mistakes that she made, it gave me more respect for her than ever. Like, I couldn't respect my mom any more than I already do. Like, I have the utmost respect for her. I love her. And that, and she, that's because she has become, she wasn't always like this. She'll tell you, she wasn't always like this, but she has become a, like a mom that did, she did the hard work. She had to look in the right. mirror. Like she, she had to, like she had to do that if she wanted to have a relationship with her kids that was going to transcend the relationship that my, my grandparents and even like her side of family, different people had with their kids. And like, my mom just wanted to be, she wanted that. And so she had to make a choice. And and, and I'm just thankful to always be able to share her with y'all. And she, and I mean, she, that's why I glean so much from her. Like I, she, my counselor and my therapist on top of this, she, she, because, and I can trust her because she is very, very like humble and very, very, like she's open like I could talk to her literally about anything and that took years to build that type of trust Mm -hmm. and I mean it's hard and and like even with the story that you were telling me like I know that's what I said see I know this is not normal like we couldn't talk about two three years ago we could not do this right Mm -mm. I mean it's girl I'm telling you and and (laughs) it's like when you said like my we had a situation one time where I mean just to give you just a backstory we had just a a snippet of 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 how um how toxic our relationship was and it's trying Mm -hmm. but it was a situation one time where my brother saw some things that he shouldn't have seen and he uh wound up well with threats he didn't say anything and then all of a sudden one day he just told everything and um and one day like a few days after that I don't know what happened I was sick as a dog I don't know what was wrong I don't know why I just know I was sick and my mom looked me in my face we were sitting on the patio she looked me dead in my face and busted out laughing and said you're pregnant you're pregnant and I was I was 10, 10 years no. old. Yeah, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's it. Mm. So it's like, that's how talk, that I'm telling you, like, and she thought it was funny, but she had just found out what was going on with her boyfriend. So, so yeah, it, it it's a lot. Like I, when I tell you, I appreciate the fact that your mother can be that <laughs> you have no idea because you know it, it I do understand now like I, I was in an abusive relationship and I stayed with my husband just because of the stability that I felt that I needed so I can understand as a parent doing things that you don't feel like is the right thing to do for stability um, but when it got to the point where the abuse started to trickle down to my kids I did leave and I've been by myself for years. I left when my daughter was, I believe she, she was going into the fifth grade. My daughter is a junior in high school now. My son was in third grade. He is now a, a freshman in high school. So we've been on our own since then. Um, struggling, but guess what? I've been making it. They're, they're almost grown. So, I mean, and, and I was the best parent. And that's why I can appreciate 
um, what she said because I'm telling you, I wasn't the best parent. If you don't believe me, ask Lisa. She'll tell yeah. you. Tell you like it was days that we would literally argue. She's trying to beat me into real life. Beat it in my mind that I okay parent and I need to keep my kids but I felt like I wasn't good enough and now that I've gotten the help that I need when I really thought yes. they help and I thought my kids were just disrespectful but in the back of my mind I knew hey you know your kids could be worse your kids could be out here trying to disrespect everybody your kids could be out here stealing they could be killing even though I don't let them go anywhere because I'm afraid that something's gonna happen mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. my own trauma but when I realized, hey, you know, you really don't have bad kids. We still bump heads sometimes. But what, what? tell me what 16 and 14-year-old is a 40-year-old not going to bump heads with. So, so you know, I, I just, now, if somebody like, um, like my mom, she, she said, well, you're supposed to be moving up north. I can just keep the kids until... You know, mm-hmm. you get settled, and I was like, you know what, that might work. But then I got to thinking about a shing and my kids. We've been doing <laughs> all the time together, and we're gonna keep doing this together. And I, be, yeah. I don't. We got to sleep in the car. I'm taking my kids with me wherever we go because all we have is each other. That's right. I mean, that's so true. I feel like that's why I said it's just some moments in life they really define you. And like for your kids, like moments that you make to choose them and to make it work and to come together, those things will, will that will literally last a lifetime. And maybe one day your kids, you and your your child could be doing something like this too. Oh, and yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it's like we hope to inspire other people to really start having better family um, relationships and conversations. Yeah. And, and like we're bringing up, you know, the holiday triggers as one because we know that family relationships or, or lack thereof or issues, unresolved issues can be very triggering. They're in the holiday can come up more because it's more likely that you're going to actually gather with those families. And so like some people, we just going to be real. Like, just like you were talking about, like with abuse, like there are some people, they can't, they, like it's so triggering to think that they have to be around somebody in their family that abused them. And those are the type of things that we're talking about. Like, we have to, if you're an adult, like, so we're all speaking to adults. That's who we're speaking to right now. And we understand, even though, like, in situations like my mom was, when you're married, you kind of got to do whatever your husband tells you and those different things. But I would advocate for really pushing the boundary, like pushing for peace all the way, like really pushing, like like for that all the time. Like my mom, even as very, um, what's the word for my dad? He was very like stubborn in that way. Like he basically like what he said it was gonna be. My mom was the one that finally started breaking his reality and challenging him and say, hey, you know you don't have to keep going to these events where you're going to get hurt. And that seed she planted finally actually grew and he started actually taking it to heart. Wait a minute, I don't have to put me and my family through this every year. We're not going to participate and that's when the dynamic changed. So it's like always advocating for like a different solution you can do it but it takes a conscious decision to break out of those things and say no we're not we're not going to keep doing this like 
we it, it's like the madness that's why i was like we we just felt so led that we had to get ahead of the madness here we had to get ahead of it because it's gonna it, it's like i we keep forgetting this point i think we forget this every year like when my dad passed that year afterwards it was so hard because he was that guy that he really treasured like family holidays and get togethers like that just was his thing and i remember when we came together it was during that season that we all started talking and divulging our our secrets and how we really felt growing up and it was this so many wonders for our family dynamic because we were able to be real with each other we were like hey you experienced that okay what did you experience and it, it just made us so the better like to this day like me and my all my family like my mom my siblings my stepdad we have a great relationship and it's because we're very open and honest with each other we respect each other but we don't put each other in situations that's gonna make it, you know, that's going to trigger us. Like we don't, we don't be expecting nothing from each other like that. We just say, hey, can you come? Cool. Can you bring a dish? If you can, cool. If you can't, can you? You know, we're not over here like putting these things on each other, and it, I think it makes so much the better. Because at the end of the day, you're not gonna remember what that person wore and all that. You're gonna really what really settles is how you spent that time together and i think that that's what's so been priority for me and my family like how we spend our time together like it it, it only have to be that amazing like, like that serious like last thanksgiving me and my family were here in my little apartment and we had the best thing. i think this was like <laughs> the best thing that we had ever we just played board games together we watched i mean it was just so much fun and it was just all the nonsense was thrown straight out the window. We all came and agreed. We didn't want any of it. And it was just fun. It was just fun. And, you know, we can't we can do these things, but we're just trying to prepare people, get them to start thinking and taking care of themselves before the season full, fully hits because Thanksgiving in about two weeks. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> We we just try to get you get you start thinking about how you're gonna do it. Like, are you gonna allow yourself to continue like this the madness? Or are you going to put yourself in bad situations? Some of y'all, like we said, you might have a substance abuse problem. You don't need to be going to these parties where you know these people are gonna be drinking. You just need to protect your peace. Like, don't put yourself in situations that's going to trigger you. Point blank. Period. <laughs> exactly. Well, Sierra, I want to thank you so much for coming to the stage. I'm gonna bring my mom back up. I want to because you said what now? No, I was I was getting ready to tell you I appreciated it, and that was just I didn't have I didn't have anything else to add. Of course. Look, thank you. Like I'm so glad we <laughs> we're so glad that you came. You're just such an awesome guest, and I can't wait for us to get to know each other more. I always feel comfortable. You can come in. You can come into my living room. This is the living room, <laughs> as Lisa would call it. Yeah. And we can just look, have some, have our tea, sip our tea, and go and chop it up. Like always, welcome. Thank you so much, Sierra. Thank you. And y'all have a good night. I'm still gonna be listening, but y'all have a good night. You too. God bless. You too. 
let's see. I'm waiting on my mom to come back up. But while she navigates back to the stage, I just want y'all to really like, like leave off with this, this note. Like I want you to really, and that's me and my mom. And she'll come up. She's coming up in one second. There she goes. Like, leaving off and understanding, like, you have the power to to really control. Like, you have the power to choose peace. Mom, what did you want to say? Did you have anything to say based on what Sierra said? Like, I know you got to have something to say. <laughs> I, I think the word that comes to mind is wow. Oh. Um Sierra, thank you. You said um, you were about to get emotional. Well, I did because that was so unexpected. <laughs> but thank you for um, your vulnerability to um, even reach out to me in that way. And um, I am very humbled and surprised by it. Um, so just thank you. And I, I can only... Um, say that it's because of the grace of God that um, I am where I am today and hats off to you as a mom for doing all that you're doing for your children Um, you know mine and I were talking earlier and something that I I feel that has given me some solace is when we look at our individual selves in the light of how God looks at us, um, it's a it's a it's a huge equalizer because you know the Word of God tells us all of us <laughs> are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Yes, and and what that does is it it gives all of us the reality that we're all experiencing the flawness of humanity so there's not anyone better than anyone else we all just have different experiences and we may be at a different place on the path and we may have a lesson that we learned um, sooner than someone else and we may have been able to acquire some tools um, how be it by our family or by friends but at the end of the day, it's the grace of God. <laughs> it's the grace of God that that any of us are able to um, choose life. Yes. Choose life. And I, I want to say, um, I shared this with, with Maya a while ago. Um, I was sitting in a parking lot one day after a storm. And um, my I'm now married to... <laughs> my high school sweetheart which is really for me like the hand of God showing me redemption that after all of what I had been through previously um, he was able to bring love back into my life and I was sitting there in the parking lot and after the storm there was this tree and the interesting thing about this tree is um part of it there was the bark of the tree and part of the tree looked like it had been struck by lightning so part of the leaves were green and flourishing and the other part of the tree um the leaves were brown and had fallen over and in that moment i could hear god 
you know, talking to me in, in my spirit. And he said, now you can see whatever you choose to see in that tree because that tree represented both death and it represented both life. Mm. And so he tells us, you know, choose, um, you know, whom you're going to serve. Right. And, you know, and he tells us, you know, um, we can speak life or we can speak death. And so when I looked at it, and I actually took a picture of it to remind me, and it came across my phone the other day. And God is, you know, constantly telling all of us that when we choose Him, we're choosing life because He yes. is the only one that can give us that life. And that's why He sent His Son so that we can have the opportunity to experience life and that more abundantly. And so with me, as you said my a moment ago about having to do my own work, that is the only way that I've been able to um, develop the, the the relationship closer to you and to develop a relationship closer to your sisters and be able to um, accept that um, your you know your stepfather can truly love me because I spent mm-hmm. so many years hearing a different message. A different yep. message, you know. You're, I was in that for 25 years, and so I heard a different message, and it truly takes the the renewing of my mind on a daily basis. About, okay, how, what does God say? What does God see? What is the truth from God? And I'm thankful because we talk about overcoming, and I'm just thankful that. We, we as a family have been able to overcome, Ooh. you know, the, the, the bad memories and the bad holiday traditions. We've overcome those and we've yeah. created a new, a new uh, look on, oh, man, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up and I'm excited. I'm excited to see you. Right. I'm excited to see your sisters. And it's nothing to do with who makes, the, you know, the dressing, whether I make it or you make it. You know, we're just going to enjoy being together. That's right. Um, you know, I enjoy now being in a family, which is, um, you know, my my now family that I have with him that accepts me, and that when I go around them, it's just family. You know, mm-hmm. they they make me feel like I am a part of the family, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about mm-hmm. is being, you know, with those who you can love and who can love you back. Look, when you said that, it made me think, you know, God will repay you for the years that the locusts and the canker worm yes. and the palmworm ate. Yeah. Like, God yeah. will recompense you for the years. Like, yes. the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth. Like, God is so real and so true. And that's why, like, like all the years that we spent in our family being, like, terrorized and tormented and, and watching and then dysfunction and abuse and stress and all this stuff like it's such a blessing like we it's amazing to see God really can turn beauty from ashes like he really can do these amazing things yes. and that's yes. why we gotta give him the glory like we me and you have had so many conversations where we knew we should have been dead we shouldn't even be here but like something just really hit like feeling like wow we can really come together and just have 
good family gathering. Then we actually talk all the time. We're a real family. Like we talk every day. We talk all, every week. I'm talking about me and my siblings talk about pretty much every week, every other week. I mean, you talk every day, sometimes a couple times a day. And we, <laughs> me and Garrison talk. And it's a, it's just amazing like what God has done and helped us overcome. And we're just here to encourage you, tell you like, look, we came from one of the most dysfunctional families that you can really be in. I'm telling y'all, like, when you want to rack up the charges, the different things that go in my, my family, like, we had every single one of them. Every one of, like, even if it wasn't, like, immediate, I'm talking about just in that bloodline, it was just yes. so yes. much. It was just a mess. And so for us to be able to say, hey, we've been able to overcome and come together and we know how to really handle holidays and stuff like when my dad passed you know different different holidays different things bring up different yeah they bring up a lot of different emotions but since it's the holiday season like we wanted to kind of address this and as things we grow like you know we'll come we'll be able to bring those as well and just our we just take you on a journey of our memories and things god has brought us through but i mean it's just amazing like what he can do because for us to be able to say we had a freaking amazing thanksgiving y'all that ain't nobody but god thanksgiving